A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Amazing. Hi, Jumpstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick, and my version of quarantine fitness is to do step-ups on my squatty potty while holding a block of cheese and a bottle of wine as resistance. Julie, otherwise known as Detective Julie Sutherland from Manhattan's 16th Precinct, has been getting a lot of love out of SVU and is oh so delightfully imbuing all conversations with the bump-up. I couldn't make it happen on time. <laughs> it's like the pressure of performance. Oh shit! Bum bum. Yeah. No, much like sometimes your dick doesn't work. Sometimes your dick wolf doesn't work either. But I'm bum shame. Down the pressure. Bam. Julie, what are we talking about today? Oh my god, so much drag content. My head is spinning. Drag race, celebrity drag race. We're here. What else do we talk about? We really, we really decided to diversify by just reviewing more drag shows than ever before. The things that bring us joy are the things that we are watching. The things that did not bring us joy this week were uh, Thutha, mm. aka Too Hot to Handle, aka What the Hell, Julie? <laughs> what the hell, Netflix? Uh, they said it was. What the be hell, good. Netflix? I dipped my toe in the pool of Archer. Watched an episode of that. I like how you quickly pivoted to like, and Nick, who has had 17 failed, failed suggestions. Here's another one. Um, I mean, I apologize. I'm pretty sure the circle was also my idea and love is blind. I'm pretty much just whatever Netflix wants us to watch. I'll watch. I'll give it a shot. And we're going to try next. Except week. for like the, I hate it here. I don't want to be here. That like Carrie <laughs> girl who was always covered in blood. We were like, nah, not to do it. We'll pass. What we're not passing on is continuing to make this beautiful podcast, and we're so happy that you all have joined us for yet another episode. Stay tuned. And yeah, just cut it out there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been um, a down couple of days. So Emma and I watched Drag Race on Friday. No, Saturday. So we'll do it a day behind. And that was lovely. I got just so powerfully hungover, though, that all of Sunday was completely gone, barely conscious, and what moments of consciousness were just pure and utter agony. So that was a tricky time. And interestingly, on Saturday night, I spent most of it bragging to Emma drunkenly, like, I don't even ever get hungover. I don't get hungover. It's not a thing that I do. Um, cut to sure as hell is a thing that I do now. So then, as I'm stumbling to get some water, I fall down two flights of steps. Um, like this, Like, the steps are not, it's not, like, constant. It's, like, one flight of step, I gained my bearing, and then I fell down the other flight of steps. Because <laughs> just, like, something was wrong. I was like, I have an inner ear problem, because I cannot get balanced, and I keep falling. And my parents like, are you okay? And I'm like, obviously, I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Um, and then I woke up yesterday and I couldn't hear out of one of my ears. Um, I think I'm congested or something, I, but I'm, I'm essentially deaf. This is persisting until this moment. And then last night, just to like try to calm myself down because I'm, I'm battered and bruised. 
Um, I'm like, I'm going to take a calm gummy, but the calm gummies I bought turned out to be a powder. And I was like, well, fuck that. So then I had these sleep aid gummies. I was like, that's about the same thing. It's not. So I basically roofied myself and I was like trying to stave off sleep because when it's like, I want to do it on my own. Like even my like authority I have trouble with. And so it's like, it needs to be my idea body. I hear you. And so it's like, I don't know what sort of melatonin, rohypnol combination, ZZZ quill put inside of me, but I was like sweating for two hours, fighting off sleep, just like completely drenched. And then I was so exhausted by the whole ordeal that I slept for like 14 hours. Um, so I'm very happy to be alive and joining you guys today. <laughs> it's a real treat. It's a lot. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> like, it's that's you were talking for quite some time. Um, <laughs> Did you injure yourself in your falls? No, 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 no. no. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I broke my pinky, but other than that, I think I'm okay. <laughs> Can you show us said pinky? My pinky toe. You didn't say pinky toe. You just said pinky. <laughs> no, my pinky toe. <laughs> you know, I'm on season six now of SVU, so I can pretty much sniff out a lie, and I will just continue to ask questions until I get the answers I want. So That's fair. I mean, we've got a lot of... Um, we've got uh, a constant liar in me. I'm like the constant gardener, but I'm just cultivating lies. <laughs> and Frank! <laughs> I'm deflecting. I'm injured, and I roofied myself. Hi, buddy! Frank. <laughs> He can't Frank. hear you. You're in he my can't head. Hear <laughs> he looks very handsome today. My booty. My booty. Yeah, Nick's trying to stare directly at you and freak you out. <laughs> he, he's not even looking. <laughs> That's fair. He looks quite penguin-like sitting there. I know. I know. So precious. <laughs> he's a precious little angel. So you slept for 14 hours, and what time did you awaken today? Um, 9 a.m. All this happened very early in the night. It was like 5 p.m. when I was like, I could just like calm down. It feels like a good time. And then it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I I was headed (laughs) off somewhere. No, it was trailing off just like my heartbeat sort of trailed off to a dangerously low place. Whenever I feel relaxed, I'm just like, ah, this doesn't feel safe. I'm with you. I have also taken NyQuil and been like, "Uh uh-oh, it's coming. It's too much. (laughs) It's too, too much. much. I'm not going to wake up from this. I better fight it. Yeah, totally. Completely understandable. God damn. It's just anything good that feels manufactured. It's like, can't trust it. Can't trust it. I like Katya. We're addicted to anxiety. And if that's taken away from us, what is left? Just because RuPaul More said anxiety. that does not mean it's true. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Science. But Katya did. Katya was like, because I watched all of the season six on Tux to um, remain conscious. Because I was like, fight it. Fight it. Um, and I did. And Katya was like, it kind of blew my mind. that Isn't RuPaul, season six Bianca? Yeah. What and am I trying to say? Seven. seven. Okay. We got it. You watch S for you and now you can smell through all the lies. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> I'm like, more murder. Yes, Katya had that amazing revelation, and then six months later was back on meth, so I'm not really sure how clear and conscious she was in the middle of her panic attack of being newly sober on a reality show with crazy people. And the only other sober person is Fame, who is also crazy. Then Pearl stops drinking halfway through, right? I do not know that story to be true. Stop being colored. Oh. Start being white. Hmm. Oh, that sounds so racist. That really did sound bad. 
I don't know. But look at, you know, Pearl is still on the struggle bus. God love her. But mm. did you, Emma, I know you watched that revealed video of Katya. I don't know what it was called. It's like a really oh, long interview. Uh-huh. Then there was another one with Pearl that was also fascinating. I don't know if you got the chance to watch that one. No, I also saw there's an Alaska one that I think I want to watch too. But. Oh, yeah, Alaska. <laughs> She's one of my favorites. Her podcast with Willem is just hilarious, but her voice is the best. And they did, you guys should do this, um, Bros for Cash. So you'd be like brother sisters or sibs for cash or whatever. I was like, where they, it's like a newlywed game, but they're brothers, you know, and his brother is like a meathead, like, whatever, dude. Fucking put on a dress. I don't care. Yeah. And then they're so dichotomous that they ended up doing a little show about them. But the brother is just a, is a really a lot to take for me. So because he's straight. Yeah, I was thinking like about like the diversity of my life and that I have a really great range of different people of color and different socioeconomic backgrounds and different ages. And then I was like, I don't know that I really have any straight male friends. <laughs> um, aren't I mean, you friends Phil with peripherally, but. Uh-huh. That's fair. It's just an awareness. It's just an awareness, <laughs> not judgment. <laughs> and no, as you we need watch to be wa- Too Hot to Handle this week, I don't question myself about it for sure. Okay, so how... I am not going to lie to you. I only made it through one episode. It is and trash. It is, I'm glad you did not spend any more time. Emma, what about you? Yeah, one and done. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, I did three and it hurt. And it, like I tried to watch the finale today just to see what happened. And I couldn't even do it. I just didn't care. You know how some people, by some people, I mean like some sort of government institutions that terrorize people <laughs> that are hostages and use like death metal and constant lights and like waterboarding to torture people. This felt like something specifically designed to torture you, Julie. Right, exactly. Because they're all like disgusting and naked and being over- overtly sexual for no reason. And blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And them doing that to each other. Yeah. Oh my God. The first episode you get to see. Sharona, who's a man, and the woman make is out like backwards. Sharon, is it Sharon? Sharona anyway. is like my Sharona. My, my, my Sharona. Sharona, exactly. They like make out backwards, and I, I think I wrote you both at that time. Too much tongue. Can't even take this. This is way too much. Well, you wrote us about how um, we'll just call him Sharona. He's basically Corona. No, He's the Sharon. coronavirus. I think yeah. it's Sharon. You're right. So Sharon. <laughs> he, uh, I, well, I had to watch it with subtitles for a very long time. <laughs> I told you that for sure. I could, I could not stomach the actual actions, and I needed to like take a sense away to feel like this wasn't actually happening to me. So I was like, "Oh, Sharon, that seems he seems nice." Here's what I've done: it's Sharon and Rhonda, so I put them into one person as <laughs> Sharona. There you go, my Thank Sharona. You. I feel you built your own Sharona. Um, you truth boothed yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, no, it was, oh boy, it was quite a lot. Um, um, although it was kind of exciting to um, see them all react to the fact that they weren't going to be able to like copulate. But let's just be honest, $100,000, even if they kept all the money and uh, separated it by 10 is that really worth it? They're going to be there for a month. You're in this beautiful location. You're obviously getting paid to be there, period. You came in with nothing, which they say in the finale. You came in with nothing. You leave with nothing. And you, like, fucked like rabbits for a month in the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah. Is that not worth throwing away $10,000? Sure. You didn't have it anyway. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, as soon as... Yeah. Well, no, I Am definitely I would... right here, people? <laughs> nothing. You're right. No, you're 100% right. I don't know how it progresses, but based on the preview for future episodes, they all start banging each other and I no, guess blowjobs. Just the one horrible girl, Francesca. 
who dated Diplo, apparently, who's also what? horrible. Yeah. She's the one that came with underboob, which I didn't know was a thing, but I guess <laughs> underboob is like really popular now. Because they just bounce. I don't have to wear a bra. No, I don't. They just bounce like this. It's a very serene moment. I'm partial to side boob. I do enjoy yes. that aesthetic. We've discussed your love of side boob and my detesting of the under boob. But anyway, Francesca and Harry get together and everyone gets mad at them and he lies and says it was her that made it happen. Blah, blah, blah. So then the blonde girl, Haley, they get together just for a minute just to punish everybody and take money away. <laughs> and then she and Harry end up sleeping together a bunch. It's awful. But Sharona becomes <laughs> an actual couple. Yeah. Ish. And then the guy who's had sex every day for his entire life, like, finds out he really looks to be in love with someone. That's British, by the way. And then... It was amazing. New, new people start showing up. The world's biggest freaking tool from America comes with the... Ugh, it's awful. Donald so, Trump. my apologies. I think that this is worse than Younger and Better Off Ted put together. So, <laughs> I will take that one. Take that one for the team. <laughs> Tell, give a big F you to Netflix on that one because... Okay. No, you can't, you can't blame yourself, though, because this, as much as you try to blame me and I want this win super badly, it had all of the marks of a, what's our too hot to handle? Takes all over the place. I was like, what are we called? Um, <laughs> talp. We're T-A-L-P. Talp. 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 Yeah. So it had all the, it had all the talp things. It had a disembodied technological voice that just controlled people. And then it had a spicy narrator who's trying to subvert the genre by being like, I'm going to make fun of these contestants. And then it had, you know, hot single people. Um, It was designed to win, but it's just so bad. So bad. My apologies to you and anyone who accidentally watched it because we discussed it last week. I mean, we we did find out the answer to the would you rather, like, die first or wait till the end and die. Emma and I both just shot ourselves (laughs) after the first episode. We were like, I'm out. No. Can't take it I know, but then I thought I'd pull a Nick and go for the finale and at least have some closure for us. But the ending is just that they are terrible people and they split, like, 75 grand at the end. So, (laughs) Either way, they got to spend a month you know, in quarantine of their own, but on this beautiful island where they're eating food and drinking alcohol and being naked. That's, that's what I'm doing. I mean, and now we're all doing it. What a treat. <laughs> I'm not Amazing. on a beautiful island. I know. I, I, was like, I wish we were there. <laughs> no, I had, like, despite, but despite all the things that happened to me in that 48-hour period that were entirely my fault, I have had some very exciting news that um, I'm going to share with you all now. I discovered a new outlet in my room that is so much closer to my bed so I can keep all of my electronics plugged in without moving my bed. And <laughs> if that isn't just like God's plan, I don't know. Like hashtag blessed. I feel I bad. I thought you were gonna say I found a new outlet in life. Like I'm painting or I'm writing no, stories. No, 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 no. You're like, I found a plug closer to my head. This is the time to really develop and change and discover things. And I discovered a new mode of electricity that allows me to ingest content much more rapidly. Uh, it's a game changer. It's because a, a lot of times I will just go to bed because I can't be bothered to plug my computer in. And so I won't and I'll just sleep because what's the alternative? Move? Absolutely not. So I just like everything happens for a reason. Yes. You're very, very brave. You're very brave. <laughs> I have overcome so much. Um, In order to um, punish myself for the <laughs> flogging that I deserve after making you watch even one long episode, could the episodes be any longer? Edit, people. Of the, the, I watched the pilot episode of Archer, 
which basically could be shown on the Thutha Island. <laughs> if there were any more jokes about just putting the tip in and all of the... Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, I can't judge an entire show by the pilot, but whoa. You can't. Um, and... I'd like to okay. say it gets better, but it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> it, it just, they do flesh it out pretty well. I mean, there's a reason it's like had 10 season 11. The 11th is about to air. Yeah, I know. Soap operas have been on for a hundred years. It's not. Okay, you cannot. <laughs> Lots of things have been going. Communism has been around for a really long time. It doesn't make it. Just something, the fact that something has sustained it for a really long time does not inherently make it worthwhile. I know, that felt but... like a Nick statement. I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine, so fair. <laughs> That's okay. No, I will absolutely take the advice from someone who recommended Thetha to us. <laughs> Clearly, you're infallible, and I need to trust you more. Okay, I would just like to say, uh, in my own defense, that unlike the shows that you've recommended, I had not watched Thetha and then recommended it. I just saw the preview and thought, this could be fun. Whereas you've watched Archer, Better Off Dead, and Younger, and then recommended them. Well, I started a new show today. Mindy Kaling's new show is on Netflix about a young Indian teenage girl called um, Never Have I Ever. Oh, and fun. I'm only halfway through the first super yeah. smart, super, I mean, if you like the Mindy Project, which I did, mm-hmm. and then I didn't like the movie she did with Emma Thompson, but I'm, I'm willing to give her a shot. I did like I that movie, though. I watched The Office, sorry. Um, so, Never Have I Ever seems very cute. I'm, I'm in. Oh, and guess who narrates the first episode? Who? John McEnroe. What? What? <laughs> I know, and he said, it's very strange that I'm doing this, but it'll make more sense later. And then at one point, he's like, you know, the girl was in love with, I think her name's Debbie, was in love with the Jonathan. He's the hottest guy on campus. He's like, yeah, that sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but look at that guy's chiseled jaw. Come on. It's great. Also, also, John McEnroe is so homoerotic with his tennis commentary. He'll have so many references. Like, I mean, you see him walking out of the shower and you're just like, my God, he was, he sculpted. Or you'll be like, yeah. And he will comment on Rafael Nadal's famous ass. And just like to hear him say these words is just like amazing. And then he's a straight man I would be friends with. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoy him immensely, and I enjoy the fact that uh, either he's bisexual or he's just very comfortable in his sexuality and is willing to comment on these. Either way, win. He is a New York art collector. Like, he just loves the art scene. He loves art. He loves music. Like, I think he's just super cultured and super open and, you know, the kind of guy who has a gay friend, you know? I've heard of those um, gay <laughs> friends. I'd like to have one one day. <laughs> Well, I'm going to try and redeem myself with Never Have I Ever. It seems really sweet. I hope it's really good. I really can only watch another 30 or 40 hours of thousands of television of people getting murdered and raped. <laughs> so, God, I can't believe you're only on season six. There's so many seasons of that. I know, but finally, as I remember telling you when I watched the first season, I don't want to know about Christopher Maloney's family. So his wife has just left him and taken the kids, so I'm fine. You're fine, just, like you're going to stop watching go to, it or? <laughs> no, I just, I go to work with them. I don't want to talk here about their home life. <laughs> We're here to solve murders. Uh, you know, two people Olivia has dated have both turned up dead. One was gay. It's a lot. Um, you know, it's a lot. His fucking dump truck ass. That's why I watched the show. My God. His eyes talk are about really sculpted. close together. And really. His thighs way. are? Eyes. I was like, up here, Nick, God. look up here. Look at my okay. eyes. I'm looking at, obviously I'm looking down at your chest where your scarf hangs low. <laughs> does your scarf hang <laughs> low? Is a blanket on to you? Yes, it does. Is that a blanket or a throw? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a bl- I, I don't know. I use well, it on the couch, but I think it is a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. It wasn't meant to be that deep, but we can take it there. 
That just made me think. So there's lots so, of time to think right now. A show that we absolutely love, though, is RuPaul's Drag Race. And Good transition. Before we dive deeply, did you watch <laughs> Drag Race and Celebrity Drag Race or just Drag Race? We watched everything. <laughs> okay. Why can't Nick breathe or answer? I don't know. Because <laughs> honestly, I did not remember watching a lot of Celebrity Drag Race. Um, well, the we celebrities were not people I, We didn't we know. finish it. We finished it. Did we finish it this together was before your blackout? So I was there. I I finished it. <laughs> we finished you, it your together. Your eyes were open. Yes, indeed. Okay, Wait, so no, you did happened. we? Oh no, we uh -oh. did it because you had to go. No, I had we to did go, it. but I did finish it as soon as I got home while I brushed my teeth. I was like, I do not black out. Cut to me tomorrow, <laughs> <like> full <laughs> blackout, because apparently that's how this happens now. Um, no, I've only blacked out once in my life. Okay, well we don't have to talk about the ending then, but we can. No, I know who Well, wins. no, not if you guys haven't seen it. I did. And Nick Personally, on her own. <laughs> and I, I'm not, I'm not going to revisit it. So You're not going to revisit it? No, there's no need. All right, so let's just start with regular Drag Race then. So what were your thoughts about that? So funny. After weeks of being ignored predominantly by us, Jada Essence <laughs> Hall had a fucking banner performance. And she I really thought this did. was the funniest that, like, funniest performance that any drag queen has had thus far. In the season. Like, I think it wow. tops Gigi's amazing performance in Snatch Game. I think it tops Crystal's hilarious science table. Um, I think it tops Heidi's commercial and everything that she's ever said. Um, it and was so everything good. that she's ever said. Not <laughs> combined. Like, all together, Heidi is the complete package, and I adore her, and she's the funniest thing to ever happen um, to me personally. So Sentence you're saying her performance during Choices or her performance during the whole thing? Her performance during Choices was okay. so good. Great. So good. Over there. Look over there. Look over I mean, because uh, I've rewatched it like 18 times. And every single time, much like 30 Rock, I find a new nuanced moment that's just brilliant. I'm like, she's a comedic genius. And we should all bow down. And I am. Praying. I thought that that challenge was pretty cringy for the most part. It was a weird ask. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why Jada... That's interesting. Maybe that's why Jada seemed that much funnier because she's the only one who actually did it well. Well, and she didn't even follow the prompt. Like, she didn't have any substance to talk about. She was just at least able to be funny. Yeah. Also, Rachel Bloom is hilarious, and she had a lot of great moments in that show. It was Rachel Bloom's and Jada Essence Hall's episode. So there's another, I know, shocking Drag Race podcast called Drag Her. It's Mono Agapian and uh, Nicole Byer, and they had Rachel Bloom on as their guest this week to talk about it, and she said it was just great. She yeah. loved it. She had no secrets to tell from behind the scenes, except that it's freezing in there because, obviously, the queens are all wearing, you know, 10,000 layers of clothing and padding, and she's <laughs> like, so it's ice cold in there. And she said... Keep them chilled. <laughs> yeah, she talked to the girls, and she was like, do you guys have what do you do? And they're like, we just get locked in our hotel rooms. We're not allowed to talk to anybody. She's like, you guys even have Netflix? And they're like, no. Why, why don't they have Netflix or anything? I mean, I get why they have to be cold. Um, <laughs> fresh fish. <laughs> I mean, fresh fish. Fresh needs to tilapia. Be like, like fresh tilapia. Oh my God. You don't want it to get like rotten. So anyway, um, let's back up though. Can we back up even further? We haven't well, gotten anywhere. Where are we going to back up to? Well, you started Over at the challenge. Jeff Goldblum's corpse? He's already dead. 
I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> when Raven comes into the um, workroom, what is up with the bizarre genital area padding? I couldn't stop staring. On Raven? Yes. I didn't see it. I didn't notice that. <laughs> what the? Talk about yourself. We're not all as sexually obsessed as you are, Julie. Oh, my God. You were drunk, Nick, number one. And Emma, you were probably being not nice at that and caretaking. Point. That was the very beginning of, of the episode. Oh, my God. I was probably drunk. We didn't even yeah. talk about the mini challenge. This episode is long and totally contrived. So the, <laughs> I enjoyed the, it. I was drunk, though. I also enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I watched it three times. The, um... <laughs> The kitty cat challenge. What? Why? <laughs> why? I don't know. We were talking a lot through the episode, too, because I, I do feel like we missed some things. I remember the kitty cat challenge happening, but I also remember White Claws being amazing. So there's a little bit lost there. Why did I keep talking? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I remember interrupting. Like, I remember having a lot to say, which is not my normal. <laughs> but. Were you dipping into the White Claw also? So she goes around. Well, first they had the kitty cat challenge, which I thought was bizarre. Why does that happen? Who even because won Because they had a sponsor. Uh, J- uh, Jackie Cox won it. She was paying Pudge and uh, the kit to... Oh, that's right. There's always time. There's something, a surprise left for you underneath the kitty litter. I was just like, uh, what is this? First What's of all, happening? that was amazing, Julie. And Thanks so much. you're really wasting your talents on this podunk podcast, <laughs> Well, Crystal was my favorite in this kitty cat challenge. She was knocking the things off the table and just being like a cat. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then Jada super sexualized on the pole. And then RuPaul's like, don't forget about the ball. I'm like, Ugh. I know. I just need, I mean, I know that you can hold two thoughts at the same time, right? Like <laughs> this is about getting people to vote because it's really important. And it's also about me making like dick and ball jokes and somewhat sexually harassing all these men that work for me. Yeah, it's a lot for me. (laughs) My notes say Crystal, Mad Cat, Funny, Jackie, Purr, The Kid, Persian Cats, Slip a Present Under the Litter, What's Adam West Like? Whatever. And then Sherry, Disgusting, Heidi, Rolling Around with the Ball. And then I wrote, what is this? Why is this happening? (laughs) So then Raven comes. They announced the challenge is going to be 2020. You have to be a political candidate. You're going to be the first drag president. What's your platform? Who are you? What are you going to talk about? Then they have Raven come as a political advisor. I'm not sure why. I do love her on Photo Fashion Review, but I'm not sure, once again, why she's qualified. But she does give great advice. Wait, make it okay. stupid. Don't take this too seriously and make everybody laugh. Yeah. No, she was hilarious. And she had, like, definitely pertinent information. But um, I want to hear your impression of Raven and I'll be RuPaul. You're not You're not. Actually- <laughs> oh, <laughs> RuPaul, the entire episode. Raven could do it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she did give Heidi good advice about the GAP and the GOP. And, that you know, was just funny. Like not taking everything so seriously. Like, I, I see that Widow got beaten down by everyone and by herself. And I'm guessing she's injured because when I'm injured, I can't get it together either. But they're like, you just need to lighten up a little bit. She's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. Not, I wrote, why does RuPaul love such base humor? I just don't get it. She's here to put the camp in your campaign. Oh, Heidi <laughs> is my favorite. No more closets. Ever! She is hilarious. <laughs> so cute. And her fans are called um, Closet Cases, which is hilarious. Aww, um, I know, really isn't that cute? cute? <laughs> but then Gigi, you know, I don't really follow politics because they're frightening. You're like, what? You don't okay. follow politics because you're a white ass man who doesn't have to. That's like really what pisses me off when people, especially that age, 
aren't at all. Like, you don't have to be a fucking activist. You should be. But when you're not even quasi-politically involved, it's like you're the fucking problem. Because you know who votes? Old, wrinkled people. You know who doesn't vote? Your fucking generation. It's so annoying. My generation, too. Like, come on, people. <laughs> fucking just vote. Just vote. Let me tell them about the guest judges who are Jeff Goldblum and Rachel Bloom. And I love Jada. She's like, he's a dinosaur doctor. That's all I care about. He's a dinosaur <laughs> doctor. I don't know if that's in real life or not. You're like, uh, okay, Jada. I can't. Not I. Not so I. let's go to the challenge. We're at Choices 2020. <laughs> Take it away, Nick. What'd you think? Choices. I do. Okay. So I like the concept. I feel like it's a difficult one to do. Well, especially because we're in such a politically charged arena at the moment, I see where you sort of go into a Widow Von Du mode where you're just like, I'm an angry politician. Um, and it's kind of tough to make that funny or even like truly want to make that funny. And I don't know that they were given the best problem. It's just, it's a difficult thing to make succeed. And it's, I like the idea. And I think in a vacuum, it can work very well. And with people bought into exactly what's happening, it can work very well. But I don't know. It's tough. It's very different from Snatch Game where you have to like play it as a character that if you're Jackie Cox, you've been preparing for three months. If you're someone else, perhaps this is the first time you ever even thought about playing another person. But to sort of like... Burn, burn, burn. But to like, I don't know, take these real life situations and react to them not as you but take the knowledge that you've had to infuse into this character in real time. It's like, that takes a lot of craft that I think is beyond, I mean, maybe Max from season seven could do it. Cause you know, she was an actor and it worked out so well for her on snatch game. I don't know. I thought that crystal was funny with her stupid mullet and making everything glittery and pretty. And I thought that Jada talked about nothing and she was still really funny. Yeah. Um, Heidi's just adorable. She's just lovable. She did nothing. Did she deserve to be, you know, towards the top? I don't know. But she. I was, think everyone else just did that badly. Well, well I Jackie think, was. Yeah. Go ahead, Emma. Yeah, Jackie and um, and Widow both like took it very seriously in different ways. I mean, Widow was a very serious politician, and then Jackie just like tried to understand the challenge and take it very seriously. And neither of that worked really well. Like it was. The yeah. people that were able to be more playful and like not even be trying to be a politician, really. <laughs> yeah, that it worked well for because I think otherwise it just I don't know. Because a joke like yeah. you know if she can't control her beard, if she can't be in charge of her beard, how's she going to be in charge of our country? That's funny, but it yeah. wasn't delivered that way. It's her, her hokey pokey joke was terrible. You put your left foot in, you put your right foot out. You're just like, what is happening? So I get that she was trying to play a character, but I wish she would have heeded Raiden's word advice. This is not that serious. This is a, yeah. we are men with makeup on. Let's just lighten up a little bit here. Yeah. Crystal's business in the front, party in the back. Like I just, I like oh RuPaul, yeah. want to just cackle. I want to laugh and have a really good time. Sherry, her edit was terrible, so that's pleasing. Um, <laughs> they're doing a really good job of not making us like her. <laughs> I think likability a- is so important. You know, mm-hmm. Heidi can do so many things wrong and they, they just show her like doing her big eyeballs. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah. I just love her so much, you know? But at this I point, Widow is a sad sack that I'm, I, yeah. she either needs to pull it up or get out. So go ahead, Nick. Sorry. I mean, she, she did get out. She right? did. But I'm yeah. just saying after last week, once, Chaka, once she had the, the touch of Shaka Khan, it's yeah. time to like reinvent yourself or you're, or you're done now. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't, it's like Aiden by the final week that she left. We were all like, bye Aiden. Mm-hmm. We tried. Yeah. 
we tried to love you and you wouldn't let us. So bye. Yeah. I did like well, when Gigi said she was a human girl. I thought that was funny. And her wig was hilarious. Yeah, Jada didn't so. say one political thing. Jada didn't say anything about politics. She didn't say anything about That's anything. <laughs> her delivery is just hilarious and we love her. And she, instead of saying, I don't know, she was like, look over there. Mm-hmm. And then well, Jeff she went with it, say- which was so great. When gotcha. Heidi did too. And then yeah. Rachel did as well when she was just like, Jeff, look over there. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. hilarious. But That's somebody Jada's controlling pl- the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jada's whole platform was, um, and maybe she superimposed this later. It's tough to tell with the edit, but confusion, where it's yes. just like, I feel like so much of this is confusion and misdirection and don't look at me, look over there. And it's like, I mean, that feels truer now than ever. And so but I don't think that was calculated. I think she couldn't think of anything to say. So she said, what's your platform? Oh, uh, confusion. Oh, no. Because I don't know what we're talking about. I didn't think that was calculated. <laughs> and Might've honestly, been. it doesn't matter because no, I'm still laughing. You can't take the hustle out of the bitch and you can't take the bitch out of the hustle. All the time. Then they, I don't remember what they asked her, but they asked Jada a second question that she doesn't know the answer to. And she goes, Heidi, question. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? She just didn't yeah. know anything and she just played it great. Or it was super calculated and she just played confused. Either way, I bought it. And... She was likable, right? Yeah. It's that I bought that widow was in a bad mood. Too seriously, which is yes. I think it was joyful, especially from Jada this yes. time because we haven't seen that, and it's not at all what I expected her to be like, you know, in episode one. Um, no. And I thought that widow was going to do better at not taking herself too seriously, but she just got really down. And Jackie obviously takes himself too seriously, <laughs> and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Well, and to not be able to read a room and realize that like Jeff and Rachel are looking at you and they even say, don't bring up Canada again. Yeah. Drop the shit. We shtick. get it. Yes. Uh. Yeah. No, you should always drop the shtick. You should never drop the spirit stick. And it feels like she was just like <laughs> Canada drew a circle around it and was like this. So, um, <laughs> Jackie, I did think was hysterically funny in the lip sync though. Her whole shtick for me worked in the beginning of that lip sync where she had the paper bag and she was like, anyway, we'll get there in a second. But I did think she was funny in the lip sync. But I feel like Jeff and Rachel were really trying to help them all out. I mean, funny wasn't great. If you're going to go between like dramatic performance and funny, like eight times out of ten, funny wins. Yes. Especially for men in wigs with lipstick and stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Are we ready to take it to the runway? Runway? Take, take it to the, the runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Cover girl. Put your face in the walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Okay, well, Here we go. Can you see the screen, people? Yep. Is yep. it moving? Yes. Yes. All right. We so found first, Carmen San Diego. So up first is Crystal Method in a admittedly thrift store outfit. What did you guys think of it? I liked her hat. I thought it was chic. You're the nicest. God. I thought it was a little jumbled, but it seemed very much in her real life wheelhouse. It definitely fits her brand. And like her lips are like still vintage crystal, but like less intense. And I do appreciate the fedora for the first time in my entire adult life. Um, And then we've got Betty Page, Heidi Closet. Looks great. I think she looks stunning. She says during untucked that she's snatching looks from everybody but someone else did her makeup don't you think it looks amazing Mm -hmm. her makeup does look wonderful it's the best Um, blending the wig is great that's a terrible freeze frame i just did (laughs) but no i mean it just yeah you're right i don't didn't even really clock her makeup it's 
super stunning. And usually, oh, it's this whole look. Usually, it's just absolute trash. Um, love this look from Here comes what I'm in her stars and stripes. Yeah, super monochromatic, amazing, detachable stars. This is my favorite widow look. Yeah, and it's, she's not wearing pants, which Emma and I both get annoyed by. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she looks like Pam Greer, just with you know yes. a longer hemline. Um, then we've got. I Cherry feel like Eureka did this look a couple usual. years ago. She did with when your you had to represent your look. state. Yeah, exactly. I feel yeah. like Sharon did this. And it's not I even mean, just hating on cherry pie. I feel like I've seen this actual look before. Yeah, it's but then it also says like make art, not war, and then her shoes say resist. It's like are you it trying to It also gives be me punk? like British punk, not American. Like, mm. Yeah. Well it doesn't it doesn't have to be American, right? But I see what you're saying. Isn't that the fucking point? No, it's stars and stripes. So it can be anything. Oh, that's true. Because I think Gigi is a British red coat, right? <laughs> she is no, <laughs> no she is, that is right. that but is I think British, they clapped yeah. her for that. Yes. Yeah. But but Widow's wearing stars and stripes, not an American flag. Not but American it's sort of like, like an homage American. to like black Americans. Here comes Jackie in her hijab and caftan. Looking stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah, this like, for some reason, just feels very 70s for me. Maybe it's the fabric or the way it flows, but she looks great. Yeah, I don't know how draggy it is, but it does look pretty. Um, now, now, how come Gigi never gets clocked for doing the same silhouette always? Because her silhouette's so stunning because it's skeletal. Well, that's terrible. That, I mean, but am I wrong? Never. That's how they're viewing it. <laughs> oh Here's Jade Essenthal, and she made this outfit. Yes, she did. Yeah, you super can. Yeah. I did not love this. <gasps> I don't. Yeah. I. Mainly the shoulders. I don't like those growths that are extending from her, like gargoyles on the buttresses of the Notre Dame pre fire. Although this is a dumpster fire of a look. I think it's hilarious. I love it. I think it's super dragged out. I think it's amazing. I, I like it's... it. I like it from the titties down, from the titties up, less into it. Do you guys follow um, RuPaul's Drag Race on um, Instagram? No. no? Uh, that, I think one of them does. They're cats. <laughs> well, anyway, the version of this outfit that they did, hold on, let me get it. It's the best. Oh my god, that's so cute! I did love the hair. No, I did love the hair. It's really just like those things jutting out. What did out you say, her. Jackie Cox? Meow. Ah, uh, so freaking cute. So, how many gemstones would you give this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race? I thought this was a fun one. I'm gonna give it like 88 gemstones. Nice. I'm gonna go with like 89. Wow, look at us. It was a good episode. It was so fun. in sync, yes. I, I feel bad for Widow, but I think it was time. We're getting down yeah, to the I, nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah, whatever like people self-sabotage, like Jan sort of did, and blamed it on her deep friendship with Britta, I'm just I like, can't believe no longer. Britta I can't believe Britta's gone. It's like, okay, I mean, maybe this has been edited out, but this feels like it came out of absolute... <laughs> um, just when they're like, I feel like I let you down, RuPaul. I'm like, she does not give a shit She does about not you. give a shit She has told you. you, if you are not paying my bills, I will pay you no mind. I am just sitting here watching you. And if you don't make me laugh, you get to go home. And guess what I won't think about after this? You. All right. I need your top two, even though it's not even real yet, because they're going to have to change everything around with Sherry Pie. Emma, top two. Who do you want in the top two? Not who do you think will be in the top two. Uh, Wait, what's the Crystal okay. Method and Jada and Hall. Whoa. That's what you want? That's mm -hmm. what she wants. That's what I want. 
Milwaukee represent? <laughs> what, what? I did really love Jada in this episode, but I'm still going to say Heidi and Closet and Crystal Method. I just think that's too quirky of a top two. <laughs> it's so, it'd be so much fun, though. <laughs> Heidi's not that great of a lip syncer from what we've seen, though. Um, and we don't know about Crystal yet. Oh, we do. From the way she worked that Madonna chair, I think she can work. Yeah. I'm going to go. Who do I want? Like, in my heart of hearts, I guess I want yes. Heidi and Crystal, but I want Jada there. <laughs> I know. Jada has Jada's skyrocketed from us never mentioning her. But we knew she was great. Season. Every week we would say, I don't know why we don't mention her. She's amazing. Do you have any conscious memories of Celebrity Drag Race, or do you want to save that for another time? Um, I do have some conscious memories. I remember feeling confusion, much like Jada Essence Hall. Um, You'll notice that Younger keeps being in our lives because Nico Tortellini, one of the the stars ever on the planet. (laughs) One of the stars of Younger, they were on the show and just super fucking eager. He they've been a guest before, right? No, he looks like Frankie Grande, Ariana Grande's brother, but he isn't. Really? (laughs) Never seen. Has he been a guest? He's he's been a he um he judged on Monet season. Did he? Original season. He I walked in there like he'd never been there before and he was so excited. Well, he'd never been to the workroom. He's been on the judging panel. Gotcha. I'm sure you're right, but I do not have a memory of that. That's fair. Um, he didn't have the um, And I will so be fact-checking bond. this week. But. That's fair. <laughs> I he, I did find him quite off-putting. Though. I mean, I do appreciate... I mean, it's sort of like the Jan situation where it's just like someone's so e- eager to be there and prove themselves that it's like, it's great to have... You know, someone super into a show that you're also into, but 2018, he was a guest judge. Good job, Nick. He was obviously not memorable to me and Emma, but well, you didn't like Younger either. I watched him on Younger, and I was that's true. Also, I keep misgendering him. I'm sorry. Nico prefers the they them pronouns, and I have not been using them. So, well, I just have to say I loved. His energy was fine, except just it was a lot. It was like a jam for the whole episode. But the two straight guys, I thought, were a surprise, and they were just great. Being yeah. open and going through their own things, and then the, the little guy who put the makeup <laughs> on and looked like his mom and cried. And oh, my they both God. Had like so sweet. Revelations about themselves that you I wouldn't have thought they would have had. And, of course, as just a Trixie stan, I can't – I just love her so much. To see her just knocked out. You need to watch the end, Nick, because when the person who wins wins, he says something like, you know, I, I know had this. who wins. Okay. Well, the Riverdale yeah. guy's like, I, I feel empowered as a man. I feel empowered as a woman. And they like pan over to Trixie and her mouth is agape. She's just like, oh my God, is he really saying this? This is amazing. And you can see he's tearing up and in his confessional, he cries a little bit. Like what a moment for him, who also has no straight guy friends, to yeah. have these guys not only embrace it but really thrive and they wanted to be there you know a lot of times it feels like the people they do over and challenges don't really want to be there you know mm-hmm. the crew yeah. members some of them seem like they were into it sometimes the brother you know the the veterans whatever these guys were in it to win it and they learned stuff and they listened and i, I thought it was very sweet it made me really happy yeah i mean i do think that for some reason it is like nico 
is part of the queer community, and the other two were V straight, as far as we know. You know, I'm here if you reconsider. But it's almost like they had an upper hand because, you know, it's always cool when you see people who are not of that culture embrace it. And so they were sort of built up for that moment. I don't, I was still very sweet. And I love that he was like, I'm doing this for my sister and my brother, um, the guy who eventually won. And then Kavina Hart was fucking hilarious. Hilarious. His performance was amazing. Also, they did Nico so dirty because he's like so excited to be there. He wants to be there the whole time. And then they add all the fucking shade, death rattles, rattlesnake sounds to his Lucille ball. And it was just like borderline <laughs> cruel. It's just like, I'm so excited to be here. I want to do this. It's going to be amazing. And then the edit was just like, get this trash out of here. But I didn't think the Riverdale guy was any funnier as Christy Teigen, but. Really, no, only Kavita Kavita Hart, was, Hart was the only one that was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Were there any other challenges? Why didn't Kavina Hart win? They did have a little mini challenge in the beginning where they had to like do this obstacle course where they're like riding on this little kid's bike trying to put on a wig yeah, and a dress and that, all that stuff. No, then there was just the final challenge was they had to lip sync on the runway. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, they lip synced. Okay. They did, um, and of course. Riverdale guy is super over ready. He knows all the lyrics. Kavina Hart knows none of the words. Nico is insisting on not tucking and he's just going to wear like a jock, like a red cod piece of some sort and then like grind around the floor. So maybe it isn't fair to have him there with the two streeties, but um, well, no, no, no. I think it's, I think it's I'm fine. Glad I he just didn't like, win. <laughs> if he had won, right. it would have felt really unfair. <laughs> yeah. From considering that I had really low expectations of the show when the three guys walked in, I didn't know any of them. I thought, well, this is going to be a train wreck to falling in love with them at the end. It was great. I was really pleasantly surprised. There's only three more of them. It's not going to like torture us forever and we don't have to watch it, but I thought it was really fun. Um, Do you think they're actually going to have celebrities? I don't know. (laughs) Because I kept seeing on Twitter, like the, are the celebrities like Trixie, Bob and Monet, which I, which I took as like, oh my God, is it literally just them and there are no actual celebrities? And then I was like, okay, I get the joke now. Um, <laughs> they're the most recognizable people there. So, And they were fun and sweet. And then I ended up watching, did you guys watch We're Here? That premiered on HBO? Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka? Uh, no. No, no. Was that good though? Um, I mean, I like Celebrity Drag Race better, but it's kind of like they're taking their traveling show into small towns and finding people there to put in the drag show. There's like a, a young gay man, a woman who disowned her daughter when she became, when she came out to her as bisexual and now wants to show her pride with the community. And then like a city politician. Um, Which is what Thutha was missing. Um, <laughs> they weren't all bisexual. That's what I want. That's the kind of dating show I want where all of them are bisexual and all of them have shots at everything. Well, there couldn't be any more drag content content going on if we begged for it right now. It's pretty amazing. So we've had a full drag week. I would recommend We're Here-ish. I mean, we've got a lot of things going on, but I don't know. Um, yeah. So Yeah, what else did you recommend besides the the you oh, recommended? We're tr- I want to try. Well, I'm going to binge yeah. watch probably tonight uh, the Never Have I Ever, the Mindy Kaling new project that's on Netflix about yeah. the young Indian girl in high school with her diverse cast of friends, not uh, narrated by John McEnroe, at least in the pilot episode. <laughs> Which, like, thank you for finally coming at me with some tennis content, because tennis is getting weird right now. <laughs> it's over, isn't it? Forever. Well, okay. It's 
what you've said. <laughs> it might be. Times. <laughs> no, it's going to take the longest for tennis to come back versus like the NBA because it's a truly global sport. Anyway. <laughs> First of all, you're actually kind of right because they are talking about doing the NBA in a bubble. They are talking about secluding the teams and playing all together mm. and having it really happen because they wow. can't have the NBA not happen. Yeah. Whereas taking two people on a court with no one else there doesn't really seem that challenging to this little lady. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about okay. that. So some of the drama is Dominic Team, who's one of the top 10 players, voted against having um, like a fund for supporting financially the touring players who can't make any money and can't make it through this time. Um, so that was drama. Then um, Novak Djokovic came out as anti-vax. So that was cute. And then they played a virtual tournament where they're all like playing a video game. And that's tennis now. So it's just real rough in these parts at this time. Rafael Nadal tried to do an Instagram live with uh, Roger Federer and didn't know how to add Roger Federer to the call. Looks like most and people so don't. He just, he just typed in. He tried to add his friend Mark Lopez too, <laughs> and he just typed in Mark Lopez into the comments and thought that would be it. Like most of the Instagram live was just his ceiling. That's adorable. <laughs> and then he would occasionally put her in. <laughs> it was super cute. It was super cute. Yeah. I don't know. The MB thinks things wild. I just... I know. Kim Kleisters had just come back. You and, know? and was going and to continue to lose until she retired again. We're not. Let's not fool she ourselves. She would have. I know. I know. I mean, I'm trying to get a glimmer of hope here. No, but it's not the hope I want. Well, it's the hope you're going to get. It's, and on that note. That. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything okay, for us well, to watch this week besides not tennis? I started uh, <laughs> my crazy ex-girlfriend inspired by seeing Rachel Bloom on... <laughs> Drag Race. I have watched the first season of that only. I've watched the first episode now of that only. <laughs> what did you both think? I'm curious to see where it's trying to go. It's another show. I, I understand now why I'm conflating it with that other one Julie was watching. Zoe's it also extraordinary playlist song yes. all the time. Yeah. yeah, they do have musical moments. Um, it's a lot of them, for, at least in the first episode. It was high, <laughs> high proportion of musical moments. Yeah. So not I'm curious what you think. To. I yeah. liked Glee, but... <laughs> Yeah, I've heard great things about the show, so I'm excited to hear what you think while you watch it. Um, and I'll probably try watching it. it, too. Didn't you tell me to watch it? I thought you had seen it. Yeah, I wanted to hear your thoughts first before <laughs> I went into it. <laughs> You're a very controlling leader. Not unlike Abraham on the last episode of SVU that I watched. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I've heard it's quite good, and it seems very up your alley, so I thought you'd enjoy it. Which is why I suggested it. Plus, yeah. Rachel Bloom. It's is quite quiet. a premise, so we'll we'll see what they do. Takes all over the place is a project of Team Takes, aka Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter, with the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> We love you, Frank.